Now, let me get into today's message. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to sit. Yeah, the old gray mirror ain't what it used to be. I'm not a mayor. I know that. But that's, it's applicable. <clears throat> Jesus is the only constant. Jesus is the only constant. How many of you noticed this, there was a sunrise this morning? Isn't that amazing? That sun came up. I don't ever know exactly, you know, it comes up right on time, but the time seems to be changing. But anyway, that, absolutely amazing. If you believe the Bible about creation, then, then if you're not number person, let me give you some numbers. That sun has come up every morning for over 2 million mornings. Since creation, over two million mornings, that sun has come up just like that. That's pretty constant, isn't it? Yeah. Rotation of the earth around the sun, all that kind of stuff. In fact, the reality of it is, is that every constant that there is that we know about has been set in place by God. He put all the constants in place. And yet, for all of them that he put in place, they're not going to continue forever. They have if we would say, that's been doing that forever. Yep, but they won't do it forever. Uh, the psalmist wrote in Psalms 102, verse 25, he says, Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. Everything has an expiration date. I like to think of it this way. Even the Milky Way has an expiration date. Just like the milk in my refrigerator. It has an expiration date. It's a little longer than the milk in my refrigerator. There's only one constant. That constant is the Lord who is the same and whose years have no end, right? That's what we just read in Psalms. But according to that, Hebrews 13, 8, a verse of scripture that we like, we use quite often, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, but stop. What really does that mean when you process it? What does it really mean to you? The same forever. It's hard for me to comprehend anything being the same consistently forever in my world. Okay? I look at how many things have changed in me over the years. I look at everything that's changed around me over the last few years. And, and all I see is change, change. It's hard for me to comprehend that there are 
constants besides the sun and the moon and the stars and the earth. But there are constants. And the main constant is Jesus Christ. And when everything around us that we look at is, is, in a, is somehow changing or adapting or adjusting or whatever, Jesus Christ is not. In a world where nothing is constant, Jesus is. And I want you to process that because that's what we're talking about. He is the only constant there is. I want you to look at a familiar verse of Scripture also with us, Revelations 1.8, where the Lord says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The Alpha and the Omega. We know that to mean what? He is the beginning and the end, the beginning and the end. Colossians 1.17 says, he is before all things. Before anything else was, he was. He was from even the very beginning. Psalms 90 verse 2, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. I have a hard time with that, folks. Not, not believing in it, but just comprehending it. It's difficult for me to comprehend that before everything I see, I'm looking out the window right now, looking at trees. Before everything that I have ever seen or known from a little child, he was. He has always existed. There was never anything before God, but God has been before everything that's ever been. But the most exciting part about that is not really the alpha, that he was before everything. It's the omega. Because I wasn't around in the beginning. But I will be around in the end. You think about that. I wasn't there in the beginning when he put the mountains. Like he said to Job, where were you when I was putting the mountains in their place? Wasn't there. But, but listen, though there was nothing before God, there will never be nothing. God, God will never be by himself ever again. There will never be another nothing but God. You get that? Why? Because God has put eternity in our life. Now, come on. Now, this is, this is a lot more fun than you're making it out to be. He has put eternity in you. Forever and ever and ever, you, you're going to live. <laughs> in the end, it's God and us. Unless, of course, you don't follow him and love him and, and, and are not a child of his, then it'll be you and the devil forever. Not like in that combo. In the end, it's God in us because he's put forever in you and you will live forever and ever and ever with him. Is that not worth a smile? Amen. I like a happy ending. <clears throat> so we've got Hebrews saying Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've got revelations where he talks about being the Alpha and the Omega, the who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And both of those things are conveying to us the principle that we need to get about 
who Jesus is right this moment. And that is he is the only absolute constant there is. In this wishy-washy world, it's good to know there is something more constant than tomorrow's sunrise. Yes, yes. Because I don't know about you, because you may wake up tomorrow and it may be weirder than it is today. Is weirder a word? More weird. But I think weirder goes with our society today because it's that kind of weird. So we got Psalms 90, verse 2, talking about from everlasting to everlasting. We got Psalms 93, 2, the next verse up here. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. So God is from what? Everlasting to everlasting. I have troubles with what everlasting is. Because I've never seen anything. I mean, every car has worn out. Every body has worn out. Every brain has wore out. Everything wears out. So to comprehend from everlasting to everlasting. I mean, one everlasting would be enough. But he's from everlasting to everlasting. Whatever that means. Beyond my ability to comprehend. But there's never been a time when he wasn't. And if we wake up tomorrow and find... And it's, and it's happening more and more every day. You wake up and something else went to pot. Okay? Can I just throw out something really quick? Two weeks from tonight, at 5.30, we're going to have Living in the Last Days pound. Okay? Did you see that? I had to step outside in that announcement. I invite you to come. I know that you're going to be thinking, well, if I get home in time, I can watch the Chiefs. You can record the Chiefs. Listen, the current events that are going on right now, we need to put them into the Bible timeline. Okay? Very, very important time that we're going to have together. We're going to have a panel of some people who know what they're talking about, except for me. Okay? 5.30 on that Sunday night. I hope, you, I hope you really put that on your schedule. Living in the last days. But anyway, if you wake up tomorrow and something else has radically changed while you were sleeping, God is still God. And I don't know anything else I can say that really comforts you. Because is inflation going to continue doing what's doing? Yeah, it looks like it. Is your retirement account going to keep doing what it's doing? Yeah, it looks like it. It, 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 it. Is everything going to change from moment to moment? Is our society, you know, the wars and rumors of wars and everything's going to, is it? Yeah. But the good news is, is God's still God. Yeah. From everlasting to everlasting. And the good thing is, is because he's constant, he also has control. <clears throat> but there's another thing here. Besides him that doesn't ever get off track. Because the world's always off track. More so sometimes than others. But one, there's some things that don't ever get off track. You ready? Lamentations gives us a good list. Because it tells us about his love, mercy, and compassion. Because they don't get off track. So when you read this in Lamentations 3, 22, 23. An eternal word and promise from God to us. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. 
for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, I don't know if that happened to you this morning. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands because it might be embarrassing. That when you turn the alarm off and you were crawling out of bed and you were stretching, or in my case, moaning, as you were getting up out of that bed, did you really think about the fact that today was a brand new day of God's mercy? Did you really ever process that the faithfulness of God was all night long as he watched over and kept everything on, that his will is intact? And that here he is again for this day with all of the faithfulness that you need for whatever's coming today. Folks, that ought to encourage us. Every day, as long as there's another day, there is his Love and mercy and compassion and faithfulness. Blessed be his name. But you know what's sad about the things that are constant? Is we often take them for granted. You know, sun comes up every day. It's another day. It's another day. Tomorrow is, one of, is another Monday. No, it's another day that the Lord has made. It's another day to experience his faithfulness. It's another day to get a fresh start if today you didn't do everything the way you should have. I think if we really lived in the knowledge of his constance, his presence, his faithfulness, I think we, we, we might live with more gratitude in our life. Because no matter what is going on around us, we can say, but the Lord reigns. Yes, we would. But the Lord is, is my strength, my joy. <clears throat> that brings me to another constancy. You ready? Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Keeping his promises, his covenant to a thousand generations. Okay, again, I did a little math. Are you ready? Do you know that the world would have to go 1,800 more years? No, sorry, 18,000. 18,000 more years to get to a thousand generations. Now that's going to be longer than you and I are on the earth. But I say that to say this. We will never see a time in which there will be a generation that has not had extended to them his love. Never. 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 That's how faithful he is. We are so blessed, folks. The world does not know this. That's the reason why you should share it. The world does not know the goodness and the faithfulness of God every day. The world does not know that when everything else is crazy, there is sanity in Jesus Christ. The world does not get these things. They do not understand that we have a perfect God who is absolutely perfect and unchanging. In fact, Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. 
Why? Because he's perfect. You don't change perfect. You ever seen somebody go, oh, that's perfect, except maybe. No, you just took away perfect right there. Oh, that's just beautiful. That's, that's perfect, except maybe it should be over here a little bit. No. He's perfect. He doesn't change. James 1.17, with who there is no variation. In a world that is constantly, he is not moving. He is the absolute rock that when you plant your life upon it, you are solid. Now, if I were to stop right there, we could all walk out and be blessed and you would have 12 minutes to piddle around or get be first at the trough. But as it is, I'm not. Because here's what I want you to get. Jesus is our only constant. And because he is, his words are. Because he's, the, he's constant, then his words are also constant. And I want you to look at Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. The grass withers, the, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord lasts forever. What's interesting is the psalmist used those very same things, talking about the, the grass and the flower and, and everything withering and being gone, and he was talking about us. So you and I have just this moment, this time, and then our life is past and our kids are living, our, our grandkids are living, or whatever. It, it's a constant cycle. And our time on the earth is pretty short, folks. Even if it's 90-something years, it's still pretty short. <clears throat> but an everlasting God has given us an everlasting soul. I touched on that a minute ago. An everlasting soul. And, and we, everybody, we are going to outlive the stars and the sun, the earth. I mean, this physical body won't be on the earth that long, but whatever, what it is that makes up Keith Jones is going to outlive the stars and the earth. Listen, one of these days, everybody in this room is actually going to be older than dirt. We're going to be older than dirt. course I won't care because I will be reigning and ruling with Christ but yeah that's an interesting way to look at it isn't it <clears throat> but back to that last part there but the word of God will stand forever the word of God will stand forever the word of the Lord is forever that is tremendously important. That's the reason why we think that this living in the last days on that Sunday night is going to be beneficial as we look at events with the word of the Lord. The events and the word of the Lord. <clears throat> Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus said, my words will never pass away. Never pass away. So, let's review. What is constant? God. And his promises. As consistent and constant as God is, from everlasting to everlasting, his promises. 
And that's what's interesting because he has given us his word, and through his word we understand everlasting to everlasting because we get to be a part of it. You look at revelations and you see things that are so far out there in one aspect as far as like being in the, in the new Jerusalem forever and ever and ever where the, where the, the, the river flows constantly and the fruit bears or the tr fruit trees bear fruit in their season and everything is, and the lamb is the light. We're talking about everlasting, everlasting. Mind-boggling. But how do we know that? Because his word has told us about this. His promises. <clears throat> so what's constant? God, his promises, and us. From everlasting to everlasting. I'm trying to get you excited. You're going to live forever. It's going to be an amazing life. If that forever is with the Lord, <clears throat> it's going to be an amazing life. Please don't sell your soul for now. Because this is a piece of grass. Green today and dead tomorrow. But we are given a promise of everlasting with him. <clears throat> we are in some good company with God and his promises. So I want to finish up with this last part. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, or the son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, <clears throat> and will he not fulfill it? Because God is omniscient, which means all-knowing, all right? <clears throat> he doesn't speak without thinking. Anybody here ever, ever said something and thought after the fact? Yeah. He doesn't do that because he knows everything that is now and everything that will be. He's, he, when he speaks, it's absolute. He doesn't have to take it back. <clears throat> I remember being young. You say something to the kid, take it back, take it back. You don't, he doesn't have to take it back. He just will fulfill it. He doesn't get his facts wrong. He's never confused. He's lived a long time, but he does not have any, any deterioration of his mind. He's perfectly in every way, God speaks what he intends to do. Was that, that's one of the notes. Look at that for just a moment. God speaks what he intends to do. That's the beauty. God speaks what he intends to do. And I want to wrap up with just a quick little story. In 2 in Kings chapter 3, there's a really cool story. <clears throat> don't go there. Don't worry about it. I'm not pulling up the text. But two guys, Jehoshaphat and Joram. And they have, Bible says they, they have, they're going to wage war against Midian. And they have marched seven days. And, and obviously about three days past their water supply. Because they are in absolute bad situation. 
<coughs> so here they are on the edge getting ready to fight the Midianites. And they're dying of thirst. And they, they call for Isaiah. And I is, no, sorry, Elisha. It's the right prophet. They call for Elisha. And Elisha comes and he seeks the Lord. And then he comes back with this word from God. This is what the Lord says. I will fill this valley with pools of water. Okay. Now think about that just a moment. This is what the Lord says. I'm going to fill this whole valley with pools of water. Now can you imagine if up in heaven. So, so you know in, in the situation the way we would see it is. Uh, oh, no, we have a problem. We have a disaster. We're all going to die out here. We don't even have the ability to fight our enemies. And we're in his backyard. And we're, and we're all about to drop in our tracks. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And so they go, cry out to God. And God goes, ah, no problem. I'm going to fill this place full of water. And then after speaking the word, God goes, now I wonder how in the world I'm going to do that. I mean, good grief, we are in a in a very dry, desolate place. How is this going to happen? Maybe I should have thought this out before I said it. No. No, in fact, the prophet comes back and he says, the truth of the matter is, is this is a very easy thing for God to do. <laughs> it's an easy thing for God to do. And so um, to their amazement, without any rain, without anything, they wake up the next morning and what has happened? There's water everywhere. And I share that with you because I want to bring two things. That I want you to get connected. God's word, his promises are as constant as he is. He's from everlasting to everlasting. So his words are from everlasting to everlasting. They're permanent. He has never changed his mind about anything that he has spoken to us. Think about it. He has never changed his mind about anything he has spoken to us. It will be just as he says. <clears throat> he says what he means and he does exactly what he says. What he's promised he will bring to pass. His character will not let him not. <clears throat> Isaiah 46.10, the prophet records these words. My counsel shall not stand. I will accomplish all my purpose. I will accomplish all my purpose. If you look at that and you, and you read it with several different, even Bible translations and, and in the Hebrew, basically all my purposes, he, say, he says this, I will do exactly what I have intended to do. <laughs> I will do what I have intended. Intended to do my will. I want to ask you to stand with me. <clears throat> I know I got one minute. That's, that's all I need. I just want to challenge you with this thought. So many times... So many times, I think of all of the people that I have encouraged when they were sick. And, and their thought was, well, I, I believe in healing. I just don't know if it's God's will for him to heal me. I, I, think, I think we are questioning his, 
his word, his promises. Okay, if he doesn't heal you, then I'm one of those that sort of leans to the idea of, of Paul when he, when, he was, when he saw God and God said, nope, I'm not doing it. You know, God can tell you no. I think until he tells you no, you ought to ask. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it works with the kids in my house. Daddy, can I? I'll think about it. What does that mean? He's going to come back and go, Daddy, can I? Until there's a no. And then there's usually one more, Daddy, can I? <laughs> hey, if there is a promise in the Word of God that applies to something going on in your life, why don't you just stop and say, you know what? God you always intended to fulfill that promise. I'm your child. Fulfill it in me. And let God do what God does so well. Be who he is. A perfect, always speaks what he wants to do and then does what he promises. Why not make that real for you? Because here's the good news. It's all easy for him. It's all easy. There's nothing you can put on in, before him in a prayer that he's going to go, that's going to be hard. In fact, the amazing thing is, is you know what he also said? He said, not only is this so easy, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now, I'm going to deliver them into your hands easy peasy. Don't worry about God being able to. Just worry about whether or not you're, you're believing he's capable. Father, I pray. You have always been and will always be. And the moment that every word is spoken, it becomes a reality. Whether it was the creation of the heavens and the earth. Our Lord, it was a word to a prophet to speak to the king. Our Lord, whether it was a word that you have spoken to us as we read the scriptures, Lord, help us. You are the only thing that's for sure. And those promises that you've given us, they are for sure, just like you. Help us. Believe. If we can say, I believe God's always been and will always be, then why can we not say, God's promises are His word and His will for my life? Lord, let it be that our faith grows today to accept your promises. In Jesus' name, amen.